It's Thursday, August 13, 2015. We've seen a consistent escalation of the severity uh, and the length of wildfire season. For the first time in history, more than half of the U.S. Forest Service budget is going to fight wildfires. We have got to be environmentally responsible, but we've got to be economically responsible too. Australia's climate treaty targets denounced as too low. New Zealand breaks up with coal. Plus, free solar for African schools, thanks to Elon Musk. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. There's so much adulterated science out there that people are no longer going to trust the scientific method at all. Wow. Leave it to Fox News to turn science into adultery. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, earlier this week, we talked about the Animus River turning completely yellow after the EPA was trying to clean up an abandoned mine and millions of gallons of toxic goo spilled into the river. Some blowback for you, or maybe me, uh, from the Twitter's machine. Boyarski says, I know the EPA did this, but that's like blaming a soldier for stepping on a landmine. And then Jay Krusen one says, I take issue with your Green News report today. It was a private contractor for the EPA that released the sludge. Yes, but the EPA still takes responsibility for it, and ultimately they are the ones responsible. If you'd like to hold Desi accountable, you can reach <laughs> her on the Twitters at Green News Report. What do you have for us today? Well, first, thanks to record heat and record drought, for the first time ever, the Forest Service reports that it is spending more than half of its budget on fighting wildfires, and that is diverting funds away from fire prevention, according to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. We're not in a position to do the restoration resiliency work that's important and necessary, not just to keep our force healthy, but also to reduce the risk of these intense, enormous fires that we're now fighting. And prevention is important because the Forest Service now projects that within the next decade, firefighting will eat up two-thirds of its budget unless Congress acts to increase funding. Wildfire season is now 78 days longer than it was in the 1970s. Wait, it's 78 days total or it's 78 days longer? Longer. Amazing. In international climate treaty negotiations, Australia's conservative, climate-science-denying Prime Minister Tony Abbott officially submitted Australia's national pledge to cut its emissions 26 to 28 percent by 2030. This is fairly and squarely uh, in the middle of comparable economies. It's not quite as high as the Europeans. It's better than Japan. It's almost the same as New Zealand. It's a whisker below Canada. It's about the same as the United States. Actually, it turns out that's not true. Australia's target is markedly lower than most advanced countries, including the U.S. International criticism was swift, saying his target is too low and unfair because Australia has among the highest per capita carbon emissions in the world. Opposition leader Bill Shorten said the target again leaves Australia trailing internationally. Well, this puts us at the bottom of the rung in terms of developed countries. 
too little, too slow on the problem. Meanwhile, the planet continues to ignore politics. Warming oceans are turbocharging a record red tide. That's a toxic algae bloom along the entire Pacific coast of the United States, from California to Alaska. And that has forced the closure of shellfish fisheries in Washington state because ingesting that toxin can be deadly. Toxic algae blooms aren't uncommon, but the scientists said this year's is, quote, the longest lasting, highest toxicity and densest bloom that we have ever seen. Wow, this week alone, yellow rivers and red tides. How's that free market working out for you, boys? Meanwhile, a new study finds the world's glaciers are melting faster than ever recorded. And worse, the researchers say the world's glaciers may have passed a tipping point. That even if humans stopped all carbon emissions today, the world's glaciers would probably continue to melt. You're nothing but good news today. Here's some good news. New Zealand is breaking up with coal. Thanks to a surge in renewable energy, the nation has announced it will completely phase out coal within three years, getting most of its electricity from 100% renewable geothermal energy. Finally, Solar City, Elon Musk's residential solar power company, has launched a new charity devoted to putting rooftop solar systems on African schools free of charge, with the goal of helping rural villages leapfrog over the pollution phase of development. Unlike the fossil fuel industry that's had over 100 years to bring electricity to Africa, Solar City is actually doing it now. I'm sure the right-wingers who pretend to be so concerned about the need for fossil fuels to lift people out of poverty will be joining along to help fund Elon Musk. For much more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website. We're at greennews.bradblog.com. Download us anytime via iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Twitters and the Facebooks at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right.